So, great big good morning. It is wonderful to have you folks here Easter Sunday. Whether you're joining us here live in our studio audience or you're joining us from across the country, anytime, any time zones, it's wonderful to have you here today. And today we're celebrating this thing called Easter and it's, it's so incredibly poignant. It's, it's actually kind of hard as a pastor to get the right words around it because it's such a precious day to celebrate. And this is a family service. This is a service where we're going to talk a lot about how all these different things come together. And the idea, and I think all the kids and the adults in here know, you know, we have times in life that are dark. So part of this story deals with that darkness. And we can imagine that. We can imagine a world where maybe we've forgotten how to love and maybe we've forgotten how to take care of each other. And here's the Lord. And here's the Lord over this beautiful story reminding us, what it really means to love, what it really means to care, what it really means to reach out, what it really means to move from death to waiting to resurrection. And there's a point to this all. There's, there's a point, but it doesn't come to a point like as an end. It comes to a point as in a beginning. I think that's why Jesus uses the words, he loved them to the end. Such good language. He loved them to the end. And again, that's not an end of time, folks. That's an end in terms of purpose. He loved them because love is the purpose of life. Forgiveness is the purpose of life. Learning and remembering that we belong to each other. That's the whole And you know what we get to do today? We get to celebrate. <laughs> we get to celebrate that. We're going to look at the story today, and we're going to look at the story as it has all its twists and turns. And, and kids, you'll notice in the story, there's some pretty dark times. And there's also a lot of trust that at the end, the story's good and that God's with us through it all. So to all of you joining us live, joining us, joining us out there in the internet world, wherever you're joining us from, on behalf of me, on behalf of New Church Live, on behalf of our wonderful congregation, we want to welcome you. Welcome you to New Church Live. Happy Easter. There's no doubt in my mind where you belong 
What a gorgeous song. And in the, in the, in the end, right, like, like here Jesus is saying, you know, he loved them to the end. He wanted to show them what it looked like to love to the end. And it's this fascinating number of days. And it, it's, it's, this, it's this season, right? And I, I think the amazing part of it, and here I'm talking to the adults, kids, we've all been through Easter many times. And of course, I'm talking about the celebration, but I, but I think God would have us look at it as so much more. Just the story of our lives as we live through them. Now, we don't go through it the way the Lord went through it. We go through it at this tiny little level. He went through it at this huge level. But there's so much we can learn from looking at his story and seeing it as it relates and reflects on our story, our story of life, and how we need to come to handle those inevitable challenges and start to, to see life as this beautiful thing where flowers grow, where we remember that life is good. I love that the story, at least as I see it, it really starts on, on Thursday night, the Easter story, with this, with this beautiful story of communion, community, Eucharist, which means to give thanks. And when we celebrate Eucharist, when we celebrate communion, that you are known as a celebrant, you know, it's something that we celebrate. And the beautiful part of that story that, that many of you know is, is Jesus goes around, and what he does is he says, look, he wanted to show them he was going to love them to the end. And, and there's a beautiful part here, right? Like, if I knew that I had three days left on earth, I'd be like, all right, you're all showing up for a three-hour sermon. But that's not what he did. 
He, he totally chucks the idea, no pun intended, that, that there was a sermon. He totally got rid of that idea. And what he did to show them how to love to the end is he washed their feet. He washed their feet. And kids, that may sound strange, but at that time, you know, people were walking in sandals, and so they'd have really muddy, dirty feet. And it was a servant's job to walk around and wash their feet. And, and it's just a beautiful, beautiful analogy of how he wanted us to think, what it means to really love people to the end. Not to sermonize, not to lecture, but how to truly love and his words around this were, were beautiful words in terms of, of where he says, this is what it all means. And here I'm reading to you from the Gospel of John, where Jesus had finished washing their feet. He put back on his clothes, returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked him. And again, you always have to see Jesus asking questions 99% of the time with a smile. He's essentially saying, did you get it? Did, did you get it? You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, listen to this line, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, a servant is greater than his, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them knowing them and doing them. And what I think it's talking about there, folks, is I, I think it's talking about seeds. Like, we know this stuff. Here's God saying, like, know this stuff. Do this stuff and see seeds. See things that will be planted. See things that will grow. And this is the way to do it. And then, and then, kids, the story gets really hard. The story goes from that beautiful meal on Thursday night to what's known as Good Friday. And Friday, the Lord is, is put on trial. And he knows the way this story's gonna go. He knows that he's gonna lose his life. He knows that he's gonna be found guilty. He knows he's gonna be crucified. He knows all these things. And it's a dark time. It's sad. Lots of people desert him. Lots of people run away. Even some of those people who he most trusted to stand by him, they left too. And it's interesting because, because even there, we see with the Lord just, just this simple breathing with that, that, that that's part of life. Like that's where, these, that's where the story gets to be so important because it's not a story that doesn't have these really hard parts. It's stories that has the hard parts. And that's because the Lord's trying to show you, trying to show all of us, like this is how you walk through life. There are, no matter who you are, no matter where you are, no matter what your life's like, you will face really hard times. And again, we're experiencing that here. The Lord was experiencing at a much greater level where he's taking on all of hell. All the, all the thoughts of despair from across the universe. And what's fascinating is thinking about his last temptation. I remember probably 20 years ago that, that I heard a sermon and it was, it was somebody talking about the last temptation. This is from a Christian New Church perspective. It was life-changing to hear what the pastor said. You know what he said the last temptation was? Hopelessness. 
Isn't that good? Like hopelessness. How many of us wrestle with that at least once a week? <laughs> you know, hopelessness. That was the last temptation, and it wasn't a temptation of hell. It was a temptation of heaven. It was a temptation that came from love, and it was love that was just grieving so badly, that was so hurt, that it felt like it's hopeless. People can't be saved. And again, that's a God's level at our level. I think we're supposed to think that same way. Like, who do you believe is beyond healing? Who do you believe is beyond help? Think of that as a temptation. And the Lord says many, many powerful things when he's there on the cross, which was a horrible way to die. One of the most poignant ones that gets preached on again and again is, is, is Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And he loved them to the end. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And he loved them to the end. And then the story ends with this beautiful part, that, that Good Friday story ends with this beautiful part where, where the Lord passes away. But, but there's, there's a little line in here. And, and kids, I want you to think how significant this is because it's, it's just beautiful. It's about this idea of seeds and what does it look like to really love to the end? And you think about the Lord and here's this hopelessness, hopelessness that there's no good left in the world. It's all darkness. And it's this small little sentence in the Bible. And I'm going to come back over here to talk about this sentence. So in this sentence, what happens? It's coming towards the end. And it says there was a person, doesn't identify who they were. They were a stranger. And it says they took a sponge and they soaked it in like vinegar and hyssop. Now, vinegar and hyssop, that may not sound like anything great to you, but, but that was considered at that time a way to alleviate pain. And was like trying, here was someone, folks, think of this. Here was someone. And here's the Lord. And they're just trying to give the Lord a little bit of relief away from physical pain. Now, now, that may not sound like a whole lot, but I think that's an incredibly beautiful line, that idea of a drink. And what is it that we can think about that? Think of this part of the journey. Think of that journey where we feel totally hopeless, and yet we're still going to keep sticking with it. And then imagine, imagine the impact on the Lord when he saw just this one little, tiny act of compassion. This one little, tiny, insignificant act of love. Wow. It's a quiet couple of sentences there in the Bible and Scripture. But there's so much in that. There's so much where the story then pivots. And it's interesting because that's the place where the Lord says these beautiful words. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, it's finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up the spirit. Why would the Lord say that? Well, here's an idea. It's just a thought. 
Maybe it's because of this. Maybe it's because, as the Lord is saying these words, what he's saying is that love has been passed on because he saw that small little act of compassion, even in the darkest times. And he knew that that love that he showed us the way towards had been passed on. It was going to live on. That it had reached the end, it had reached the point, which was the point was for us to do that for each other. But as we go into this middle song, the beautiful part, kids, that we're going to come back to, it wasn't just an end. It was an incredible, joyous, joy-filled beginning. got the call today didn't want to hear and I knew that it would come no true friend of ours was talking on the phone said you found someone and I thought of all the bad luck and the struggles we went through how I lost me and you lost you what are all these voices outside love's open door may us throw out our commitment and beg for something more i'm learning to live without you now but i miss you sometimes the more i know the less i understand Learn to love again I've been trying to get down To the heart of the matter But my will gets weak And my thoughts are so scattered But I think it's about Forgiveness Forgiveness Even if Even if You don't love me anymore Times are so uncertain that the yearning undefined and people filled with rage. All need some tenderness. How can love thrive in such a graceless age? And the trust and self-assurance that leads to happiness are the fifth Kill, I guess Now pride and competition Cannot fill these empty arms And the work I put between us No, it doesn't keep me warm I am learning to live without you now But I'm missing you, baby The more I know The less I understand I thought I'd figured out I have to learn again Been trying to get down To the heart of the matter But my will gets weak And the ashes start to scatter But I think it's about Forgiveness 
Live, it's Angela. I just want to thank everybody who contributed Easter flowers for our collection. We're going to be donating those this week to Family Promise PA, and they actually have a work day coming up. So if anybody wants to get involved in planting those flowers, that's happening on April 23rd. And the bonus is that it's actually a family-friendly community service project. So if you have young children, they're welcome to attend with you. We hope you'll get involved. You can find out any information on our events tab on our website, which is a great place to also find out about any future upcoming events or anything that's happening here at New Church Live. We hope you'll consider getting involved. We also, while you're on the website, hope that you'll consider making a donation to support New Church Live. You can do that on the donate tab um, and everything that happens here, all of our infrastructure, everything that is organized is all done through your generosity. So we hope you'll consider making a donation and supporting this church that we all love and care for. Um, and if you want to use your phone, you can text the word New Church Live, all one word, all lowercase to 77977, and you can use your phone to make a donation. We hope you'll consider getting involved. We hope you'll consider making a donation and we hope you have a wonderful Easter. Thanks everyone. Thank you, Angela. I love, I love that, you know, that chorus in there, the heart of the matter, right? The heart of the matter. Like, what is it all about? What are, what are we here for? And how come these stories, you know, I can read a newspaper article that's 20 years old or even 20 days old and it's just dated and old fashioned. And, and it's not hard to think of something old-fashioned. I was, I was out with, with some, some uh, young men, and we were, we were together, and, and we were chit-chatting, and these younger guys were talking about some music, and they were like, oh, Chuck, that music's so 2010. And, and that's just not that old for me, right? For them, it's like ancient history, right? And, and yet, this, here's this Easter story, folks, that every year, it like brings me to tears, brings you to tears, because, because it's so present. Because we live with this all the time. All of you have had a death somewhere in your life this year. Maybe it was losing someone you loved, but, it, but there probably was a death of, if it wasn't someone, of something. And how do you move through that? In a way that is graceful, in a way that's loved, in, in a way that actually is following God. 
These are great things to think about. And I love the idea that such a big picture of this with Jesus is, is Jesus, going, Jesus going, and I think he just, this is where he's not smiling, kids, where he's emphatic. This story is one where he says, hate stops here. Hate stops here. Vengeance, revenge, anger, all that stops right here. And it's the question of what gets the last word. I think Jesus is saying, you know what? I want you to get this. Like, there's no way that hate, vengeance, revenge, that can never get the last word. What gets the last word are those small acts of compassion. I think when Jesus said, it's finished, I don't think it was the last gasp of a man in agony. I think it was the last smile of somebody on this earth really knowing deeply that love wins. That little act, that little offering of a drink, the power of that. Now, how does the story go on from there, kids? Well. Well, the story goes on, Jesus dies, and then they bury him, and, and Saturday, Friday he dies, Saturday was the Sabbath in the Jewish faith, and that meant nobody could do anything, so they bury him, nobody did anything all of Saturday. And now, and now we come to Sunday morning. Sunday morning, a beautiful, beautiful day. And I want to read to you this part of the story here. It's an incredibly beautiful part of the story. And it's about people who finally get that the Lord was resurrected. In other words, that he had gone to heaven. And, and you could, again, we could talk about it on this huge level of theology. And that would take hours to do. We're just going to talk at a very simple level. The idea of the divine and the human, the human and the divine together. God together, that divinity and that humanity, something we could see and experience, that that is what was taken and risen up, and that's what was resurrected. So here we're going to look at the story. We're going to start here with verse 20. Early on the first day of the week, which would have been Sunday, while it was dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. So kids, his, his grave was in the side of a hill, and they'd rolled a big stone in front of it. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb they don't, when we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but he did not go in. So he looks in, kids, kind of like looking in a cave, and he saw that the burial cloths that Jesus had been, been buried in were lying in there in the tomb. Then Simon Peter came along behind him, went straight in. Oh, sorry, I already read that line. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went inside. He saw and believed. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. And the belief there is that Jesus had always said, look, I'm going to be resurrected from the dead. Again, that defeat of death. And it's interesting because these guys, they see what's not there, which is an important step, that the Lord's not there, that death isn't the end of all things. And it's the women who actually see what is there. 
And that's where we pick up this, this part of the story. Now Mary sat outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. The angels asked her, woman, why are you crying? She said, they have taken my Lord away and I do not know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and, and kids, this, this statue here, this is a beautiful statue of what that looked like, an author trying to capture it. Sir, if you've carried him away, sorry, woman, why are you crying? Who is it you're looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, which I find that fun. She said, sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you have put him and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. You think about that, the beauty, the incredible beauty of that line. And you have this, this thing where, where here she thinks Jesus is the gardener. And that's why I love the idea of flowers, right? And, and here she thinks Jesus is gardening because she just can't get her mind around that this actually might be Jesus, that, that Jesus may have, have done this thing of, of the divine and the human, the idea that the death is not the end, that all that could really be true. And then it's like so good. It's not like a big sermon again. Jesus' sermon at this point, you'd add the sermon of washing feet, his sermon at this point is just simply saying her name, Mary. Folks, one of these days, we're all called home. Imagine God saying your name. Imagine the power of hearing a loved one who's passed on before you saying your name. Beautiful echoes from Isaiah 43. Behold, I've called you by, by your name. You are mine. The power of that, the, the realization that, that there is this bigger story and that death is not the end and there's this beautiful, beautiful resurrection that takes place. And that is something that we celebrate and that's why we celebrate it on Easter Sunday. And it, kids, it, it even changed the whole way we see the week. Isn't that interesting? A subtle part of the story is that from the Jewish tradition, Sabbath had been the end of the week, which is a beautiful idea, right? We have our week, and then we're just going to take a pause at the end of the week, and we're going to breathe. We're going to go, it was a good week. We'll have those parts of gratitude or connect with our family. And then the Christian faith has another chapter to that. They looked at this story and they say, no, what we're going to do is we're going to celebrate Sabbath, not on Saturday. And it's not that celebrating Sabbath on Saturday is bad. They just really wanted to celebrate it on Sunday. Sunday because that was to be the first day of the week. This idea of resurrection was to be the first day. And that's Sabbath. And the idea that we start our week with that celebration at celebration, again, so much of what's the point of life? What's that love? What's, what are we to do? Well, we're, we're to continue to reach out and serve each other in ways big and small. That's how we're to live. That's where the power of Easter really comes from. And of course, there's, there's also this constant reminder that, that the Lord is, you know, he takes on all of hell, right? Way beyond what we could ever understand. And in our own way, we're to live his message and begin every week 
with that reminder. That's what I, all I think church really is. It's just a reminder. A reminder of what you already know. So how can that look in life? Well, it can look in life ways that, that, may, that may, we may mess. I, a story I love is, is a story, and it's, it's, it's a story that actually it sounds sad, but it's not. There's, 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 there's a future in there. You know, in, in Jeremiah, it says, behold, I want to give you a future and a hope. And stories like this, they remind us that there's always a future and a hope for humanity. Now, Father Gregory Boyle, and I recommend his book, Tattoos on the Heart, he works with gang members in San Diego. And he had a, a, a service where he knows that one of the people was a gang member. He's baptizing him. And I've shared this story before, but it seems so important to share it this Easter again. He has this gang member who he's baptized. And right before the baptism, he gets a call that this man's brother has died in violent circumstances. And so he's a little torn, like, does he tell him this right before the baptism or does he wait till right after the baptism? And here's this young man coming in. The young man's all excited. He's excited to get baptized. So Father Greg appropriately decides he's not going to tell him till after. So they do this beautiful baptism. And then after the baptism is done, he tells him. And of course, the young man, because it's his brother, he breaks down into tears. And here's the miracle that Father Greg observed. And I thought it was so poignant because it is what this Christian message is all about in times that are really difficult and in times that are really blessed. And this was a time that's really difficult. He had known this young man for years and years. And he said, you know, if this had happened to this young man five years ago, he would have gotten in a car to find who had hurt his brother and hurt them back. And the miracle was, where his brother sat was just in grief over the loss. Maybe even a little kernel of forgiveness. And Father Greg talked about the moment. He said, that's the miracle. And really, like, think about it. That is an absolute miracle. Because what had the last word there? Not hatred. Not vengeance. Not revenge but compassion and love. Those are the seeds we sow. That becomes these beautiful flowers. And I find it so poignant, again, that for our congregation, and those of you who are watching online, we've got a lot of folks who are watching us online. You know, if you live locally, like feel free to buy some flowers and join us when we plant these flowers coming up a little late, later in April. We are going to plant them at a homeless shelter. And it's, it's not because we're there like, you know, to sort of proselytize or anything. No, we're, we're just there for all of us to remind each other of what can grow, what can take root, what can flower, and that that's always about love. What we find with all of that with Easter is a beautiful idea that it's a way of being your truest self, who you were created by God to be. And that truest self is that very thing, that, that angel within, the idea that we're all here as angels in training. And ready for this? Sometimes boot camp's pretty hard. But you know what? 
I know, I know this to my core. I know as well, boot camp is hard, life is good. Stick with it. Stick with this story. You know, think about the, the very deep meaning of what it actually means to be a Christian. It means you live this story over and over again. It doesn't mean you get to avoid it or that there's some bypass around it. No, it means you live in it. Now you've got a context for holding the hard parts of life and for helping your friends and your family hold them as well. And it's not done from up here down to here. It's done with this beautiful traveling with, which is exactly what we see Jesus do here. It's not a two-story home, God up here, us down here. It's the very promise of Christmas. Friend of you is born this day in the city of David, a savior who will be Christ the King. That's Emmanuel, Emmanuel, God with us. That's worthy of celebration. That's why I think so much of it is we celebrate it with this beautiful idea of sunrises. Sunday, sunrises, beginning of the week. So folks, my last word is this. Maybe this Easter season together, we cannot see it as like, yeah, great, we've got Easter, we're done, good, on to the next thing, Memorial Day, here we come. But maybe, 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 we can see Easter as, no, this is actually, this Easter Sunday actually is the start of Easter. It's the start of a time where we start to come from life where joy is our basis and hope is our horizon. Joy is our basis, hope is our horizon. Because we worship a God who lived that. And that, friends, makes this Easter a lovely day. So as we close, think about what this Easter can mean for you. What we're gonna do is I'm gonna offer a prayer. I'm gonna offer the Lord's Prayer. I'm gonna offer a blessing. And then just think about a lovely day that grows to eternity, which is Easter. Please join me. Lord, thank you for your presence here today, this Easter Sunday. Thank you for being with us, Emmanuel, God with us. Help us to remember that you loved us to the end. You loved us to the end. What does that mean in our lives? Who can we work at loving better to the end, to the point? Whose feet can we wash? Whose parched lips can we offer a drink to? Where can we find resurrection? Where can we find celebration? Where can we be reminded again and again, joy as the basis, Hope as the horizon, a hope that literally is in you, the one in whom we live, we breathe, we have our being, a heavenly day, Lord. Our Father, who art in the heavens, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so upon the earth. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power 
and the glory forever. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you, bring you peace, and bring you home. Amen. up in the morning, love, and the sunlight hurts my eyes, something without warning, love, mm, bears heavy on my mind, then I look at you, and the world's all right with me, all right with me, just one look at you. I know it's gonna be a lovely day. Lovely day.
Thank you, everybody. Happy Easter. Have a great week.